Do you suffer from sibling shenanigans? Are your parents a challenge to be around? What is your relationship like with your family? In this episode, I ask the uncomfortable questions I think we all need to ask ourselves in current climate in order to avoid a future of potential regret, guilt and heartache. In this episode, I'm looking at choosing family. I'm Heather Masters, and this is the Choosing Happy Podcast. Welcome to the Choosing Happy Podcast. I'm Heather Masters, and in this episode, I'm looking at choosing family. I don't think there's been a time in history where there has been such a split in Western countries between members of families, rifts over views, over medical choices, over personal choices. In this episode, I want to explore the impact of that, not just on our everyday lives, but what happens when someone leaves us suddenly and we haven't healed any of those rifts? Do we want to be right or do we want to be happy? And how much do our family really mean to us, even if we've fallen out with them? Isn't there a deeper level at which family matter? Family is such an interesting concept. We're born into a family and we grow up with our family if we're lucky. Some of us don't even get that But our blood families teach us a lot. I believe that we're born into a family because there's something that we have to learn. They give us the skills that are preparing us for our destiny, our purpose in life. Sometimes those skills are painfully learned, but they make us resilient and good teachers for people following in our footsteps. I come to this particular subject today because my sister is very ill and we've had a very bumpy relationship throughout our lives. A few years ago I lost both my mum and my father after caring for them for a number of years. I kind of feel like I'm the black sheep of the family. I'm the one with the differing views and the different outlook on life. So I've always felt a little bit distant and outside the group when it comes to our family. And I've kind of got used to that. Sometimes it still hurts. It's something that I know isn't going to change as time goes on. And I think it's quite sad. I know when losing my mum and dad, I had the opportunity to, to make my peace, to learn a lot about changing my perspective and realising that a lot of the conflict was due to my expectations of them and their expectations of me, and that they hadn't allowed me to change. So the person I was caring for them isn't the person they saw. They saw their youngest child they remembered me how I used to be and I kind of had to fit into that mould for them. And I wonder how many conflicts exist in families today because individuals still have the expectation that a person should be who they've always been. And I think 
in today's world where there are so many conflicts and rifts in families due to whether you want to be vaccinated, you aren't being vaccinated, who's being selfish, who's being dangerous, who's being irresponsible. One of the things I did learn is often the conflict is because of something I've chosen, not that the other person's chosen. Really what I want to explore is the the kind of concept about do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? What is it costing you in terms of love and relationships to still hold on to that conflict in your family? It's coming from a very delicate place for me. I was going to say a very sore place. I've experienced what it's like for someone that I've loved, but I've become estranged from to die suddenly. And it's so difficult when there are things that have been left unsaid. You feel you never get that second chance. And I know at a spiritual level, that's not true. They're still there in spirit. That doesn't change the grieving process, the unconscious belief that maybe you could have made peace. So I want to go a little bit deeper around the narrative that we hold on to, the story we create that keeps a disagreement alive sometimes for decades. And what is it that we keep repeating in our brain? One of the most powerful, powerful things I learned from neurolinguistic programming was that to have a problem, you have to actually recreate it in your head every time to be able to sustain that problem going forward. Because often problems are only challenges we haven't got the solution to yet. And I think with families, maybe sometimes we don't want the solution. And that's something else I'd like to look at as we go through. So I'm going to ask some tough questions of you. If you're in a situation where you've fallen out with your family, if you've been rejected, if if you're rejecting them, then this episode really is for you. I hope something in here will help you heal and be able to move forward, even if you can't heal the relationship. Families are complicated relationships. As a child, depending where you land in the birth order amongst siblings, can really impact how you behave and who you become in a later life. We take on unconscious beliefs, unconscious values, and make unconscious choices all through our childhood. And it's often our siblings who impact us the most. So when there's a falling out and there's a disagreement, it's good to take a step back and really see whether it's just a small thing or what's deeper beneath that disagreement that's keeping you apart. I've spoken about stories and narratives that we keep alive for ourselves in previous episodes. And I think with relationships, that's one of the key areas where we keep our perspective, our beliefs around a person alive, which means that we potentially don't allow them to change. Even if they have changed, we won't allow it. We insist on seeing them how we believe them to be. 
to such a point that we will act out, if you like, we'll project that onto them until they go back to behaving the way we expect. And then we'll say, I told you so. I don't know if that rings true for you. I've certainly experienced it myself. There just seems to be so much separation among families. And the separation comes at a time when our health is at risk in so many ways, not just from the pandemic itself, but from the result of the pandemic, the number of people who haven't been able to be seen by doctors or been checked in hospitals. There are many, many ways that we could lose our families and relatives at the moment that maybe weren't so hidden before. If you knew that that person you've fallen out with was dying, how would you respond? What difference would it make? What I'd like you to do, if you have a rift in your family, if you're feeling disowned, if you have a specific person that you're in conflict with within your family, I'd like you to take a moment to just think about it, let it come to mind and just ask yourself, is there a way that you can forgive them? What are the lessons that you feel you're learning? What's your intention and expectation in the conflict? And what is theirs? What does the conflict say about you? What are you projecting on them? How would you prefer the relationship to be? Is it possible? Is that story that you've created, that perception around that person, is that real? Or is it something that's really led by your beliefs and perspectives? I personally think that peace within relationships often comes when you're at peace in the relationship with yourself. It's much easier to handle criticism when you absolutely know what's true and what isn't true about yourself because other people's views then will fall in line or be ignored. Because it's easier then to know what's true from other people's views and what to just ignore. What's the outcome? if we hold on to this conflict? Do we spend our lives in bitterness and resentment about a person because we haven't resolved something? Do we spend our lives with anger eating away at us because we're holding on to that story and keeping it alive and keeping it true for us? Are we stopping ourselves from seeing that others can change and are making the efforts. Can you make peace? Can you make peace for you, if not with the other person? Now I know there are family situations where peace seems impossible and it may not be about peace between the parties, but more importantly it's about finding peace within yourself, creating some forgiveness, not because 
you're saying whatever happened is okay, or you're condoning the behavior. It's about letting go so that you can move on in peace and love. I was reading Wayne Dyer's book, I Can See Clearly, and in it, he says that love is what's left when you let go of fear. That love can't exist where there's fear and fear can't exist where there's love. And perhaps a number of these conflicts are caused because of fear. We're living in a culture right now where fear is promoted more than anything else. And if you're caught in fear for your safety, that can override what you really feel about someone else. And if you're caught in that emotion, in that panic for survival, rejecting people can be something that you regret so much later. So bring back to mind that person that you're in conflict with. And I want you to write out the story, the narrative that you've created around that relationship. What have they done? What have they said? Why have they made you upset? What is it for you? What have you done? Where are you right? Where are they wrong? What are you expecting? Where are they not meeting those expectations? What are they expecting? Where are you not meeting those expectations? Write it out. Put in the emotion. Really let it all out and onto paper. I want you to take some time to do that so you have a full narrative. And then take the time to ask the following questions. When you read the story back, is it true? Go through the paragraphs, the sentences, and just ask, is that true? Is that true? Anything that you've directed at them, is that true? Anything that they've directed at you, is that true? Be courageous enough to see clearly. Come from a different remote perspective. Be the third person, the onlooker. Be someone who's neutral and look at what you've written and look at the two people and understand their perspective. What I'd like you to do next is to write another narrative. I want you to put yourself in the other person's shoes, looking through their eyes, looking at you, their family, that they're in conflict with. And I'd like you to take the time to write the narrative from their perspective. What are they angry at? What are they expecting that's not been met? What values of theirs have been breached? What beliefs do they have to hold to keep this conflict alive? Write it all out. And when you've done that, go through each sentence and just ask, is this true? Is this true? And again, look from the neutral observer. Don't let emotion get in your way. Don't let your beliefs get in your way. Just look from the neutral observer position. And then when you have both parts, 
What are the facts? What parts are interpretation? Just ask yourself, is what I believe was intended absolutely 100% what was intended? And ask it of the other person. What they believe was intended, is that absolutely 100% what you intended? Is what I believe happened absolutely 100% what happened? Is what they believed happened absolutely 100% what happened? Can you change how you look at this? If you're looking at the neutral observer, can you see something that the other two people have missed? Is there an element that neither of them have addressed, which actually might be key to the resolution? Might there be something that neither of them are seeing? And what's the payoff for each of them holding on to the story? What's the benefit they get from holding on? Is it they get to play the victim and the injured party? Is it they get to tell the story to all their friends? Is it they get to have a pity party? What is the benefit of holding on to the story if there is one? And is that benefit worth it from either side? What are they losing by holding on to this story and holding on to this conflict? Do that for either narrative. And what are they gaining by holding on to that narrative? And if one of them died tomorrow, what would it mean for the other? Would they regret not sorting this out? Would they regret not resolving it as much as they could? coming to some middle ground or at least forgiving the other so that they can free themselves? Would they regret not letting go of the story? This is a challenging exercise to do. Once you've done it, there are a couple of things you can do to move forward to let go. You can write a letter to the person and you can either decide to send it or not, depending on the conflict involved. You could also ring the person up and have that conversation. What I'm trying to, to get across in this episode, if you know someone in your family won't be around much longer, what's more important, the conflict or doing what you can to support them? I know it's not always possible. I know sometimes there are circumstances that mean that getting back together or resolving things isn't an option. What can you do to resolve it for yourself so that you can move forward? Love is what is left when you let go of fear. To review, there are always conflicts in families. I just feel that right now they're probably more than they've ever been before. And some of these conflicts feel irreparable. And if you knew, as I know, that my sister might not be around for much, much longer, are you willing to resolve the conflict or at least change how you look at it so that you can free them and free yourself as you move forward? Are you willing to do something so that you're okay with where you are, so that you're not carrying resentment or guilt or hurt or grief forward? so that you're not wrecked with regret, that you and they can be at peace. Being at peace with ourselves and knowing that we did what we could at the time and accepting that no one is perfect. 
that everyone has a reason for what they do. We may not agree, we may not completely understand. And that unconditional love comes from that place of loving irrespective of the behaviours. Doesn't mean we accept them or breach our own boundaries, but that we love them even though. And making peace with that in our lives leaves space to continue to choose happy. I hope this helps this week. Please get in touch. Let me know if this was valuable to you or if you have any questions. There are links in the show notes to the website. It would be great if you could subscribe, share and support the podcast. And I look forward to seeing you in next week's episode where we have an interview with Andrew and Peter from Atomic. And I'm really looking forward to that in next week's Choosing Happy podcast.